Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So we started a series called Guardrails, and it's interesting because why are we talking about roadways, right? If you missed last week, you can listen online, you can listen to our podcast, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Facebook, you can listen and catch up to this series because we're just using that as a springboard to continue this week. So I'm encouraging you to open up your hearts and listen to what God has for you today. And if you're not a Christ follower, maybe you can listen as well because it's going to help you with the tools and really equip you to live a life of success and help put you your life in perspective because so often in life we just wander through life and and think just things happen but life is a series of events that's connected and we have to be able to plan effectively in order to live successfully so today's title is called friends and associates friends and associates so here's a quick review of what happened last week we started the series called god rails because it's about life. And so what is, a, what is a guardrail? Well, guardrails, if you didn't think about it in this perspective, is a system designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. It's a system designed to keep vehicles from steering, going off course and into the abyss below. And usually you find them on bridges, medians, and curves. right? And they're there to direct us and to protect us. Guardrails are often placed not in the road. You never see a guardrail in the middle of the road. They're placed in the safety zone off the road to a side. Because they're not there to hinder your progress. They're there to help in case you go off road. And they're really to minimize damage to you and your vehicle. Because oftentimes you hit a guardrail, there might be some minor damage to your vehicle, but it could have been worse because you could have been in a difficult situation, a, a situation that went far worse if there was no guardrail on the road. So why do we need guardrails? And we're talking about the roadways because we need guardrails, not just on the freeways, but in our lives as well, in our relationship lives, in our financial lives, in so many different areas of our life, we need guardrails. And so the reason why we call these series guardrails is because we need those in our life. And if you're wise, because this is all about a wisdom thing, if you're wise, you know that you live life, you need to have some sort of perspective that's going to help you get to your destination safely. And so most of us, we don't want to end up in a difficult or damaged situation. So that's why we encourage you to have God builds. So let me start by asking you a question today, and is this, have you ever met someone you wished you never did? Right? Have you ever wished, maybe we'll make it a different way, have you ever wished your husband or your wife never met someone? Have you wished that your kids never had some of the friends they had? For all of us, the answer is yes. And this is why. The people we have met 
have often led to our greatest regrets. The people that we've met through our life has often led to our greatest regret. And I don't know what your greatest regret is. I don't know what happened in your life. But I know it's connected to someone that you hung around with, that you were friends with, that you worked with, that you went to school with, that you went on holiday with. Chances are the greatest regrets are associated with the people that you have met through the years. And the funny thing is that these were not our enemies. These were not the people that we were hostile with. These are not the people that we didn't get, we hated and we didn't want to hang around with. No, it's not these people. Because when we are around those people, our guards are up. We know what to say. We know how to talk. We know how to watch ourselves. We're extra careful around those people. Our guards are really up. But our greatest regret is with people who we consider to be our friends. Our close acquaintances. And that's crazy, isn't it? It's something to really consider. So as we talked last week, this really does not fall into the category of right and wrong. It falls into the category of wisdom. Wisdom says and leverages the question, what is the wise thing to do for my life? Based on my circumstances, based on where I am, what's going on in my life, what's the wise thing for me to do? What's the wise choice? And so today we're going to discuss our friends and associates and our acquaintances and what it means to establish guardrails in the realm of this area. Some of you might be thinking already, that seems a little bit harsh, right? These are my friends. These are my co-workers. These are my associates. These are the guys that I do my Maccas run with. I chill with, I play with. It's the people that do life with you on an ongoing basis. These are the people that you consider close to you. And do we really need guardrails in this area? Do we really need guardrails in this area of my life? And I'll remind you again, it's the people that we have met that have led to our greatest regrets. And so today, let me be straight up right at the beginning and tell you this. I'm not asking you to kick your friends to the curb. I'm not asking you to stop hanging around with your friends. I'm not asking you to distance yourself from the people that you consider close to you. And most of all, as Christ followers, you're probably thinking, are you really asking me to judge my friends? Doesn't the scripture say, don't judge. And I would say, yes, it does say that quite a number of times. Don't judge. These are the people that are close to me. And you're asking me to be judgmental about these people. So I want to be clear right from the start. This is not about being judgmental. But this is about exercising good judgment. Which are not the same thing. There's a huge difference. What's the difference, you might ask? Well, I'm glad you did, because I want to explain it to you. The difference between being judgmental versus exercising good judgment. Because, see, being judgmental is about me forming an opinion about you. Being judgmental is looking at your life and saying, I think you should do this. 
you're not living the way you should. I think you should live this way. You should stop what you're doing and do what I say you should do. That's what being judgmental is. So being judgmental is having opinion, criticizing, talking about what's happening in your life. It's setting me up to be in a position of a big word here, starts with a J. Judge. There you go. That's where we get the word judgmental from. It's with me. It puts me in a position of a judge. But good judgment is completely different. Good judgment is not about you. Good judgment is about me. Good judgment is drawing conclusions about my life, examining my behavior, looking into my circumstances and my situation. And good judgment says, in the light of my past mistakes and my present condition and where I want to end up, what is the best choice for me? I'm making good judgment for me. So good judgment is about examining my past mistakes and trying not to replicate it. Good judgment is about based on my experience, the way I grew up, my past relationships, my past failures, the way I was treated at that job, I don't want to have that again. The way I was in that relationship, I don't want to have that again. It's about me based on my personal experiences. Because this is not about anyone else, this is about me. What's best for me. And so I'm not judging you, you do what you want to do, but I'm making the best decision for me. See, judgmental assumes things about the other person. Good judgment is making the wise choice for you. Judgmental is about making, assuming things about the other person, while good judgment is making the wise choice for you. Remember when you were a child and your parents said, I don't want you hanging around with so-and-so. They are a bad influence. They're taking you to places you shouldn't be going. You shouldn't be talking to them. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And you're probably sitting there thinking to your, about your parents, stop being so judgmental. Why are you so paranoid? But then you grew up and became an adult and some of you have kids now and you're even more paranoid, if that's a word, than they were because you know what you did when you were a kid and you know who your friends were and what they did to you and you don't want them to have the same experience in you. Some of you as parents, you're even worse than your parents were because now you have social media and you can stalk your friends' parents and find out where they are, what they did, what job they have long before they even showed up at your house. Why are you so paranoid? The reason is not because you're judgmental, it's because you care about the person you love. That's why you do it. Not because you're nosy, it could be nosy, <laughs> but because you care about who you love. You care about the person. And when I asked you, have you ever met someone that you wish you never met? Some of you went back to high school. Some of you went way back in your life to when you were a kid. Some of you went to university. Some of you had some experiences that you thought you'd buried a long time ago, but are there now. And now, you're thinking about this. 
And what you know now is that there's a lot of amazing things that can go on in friendships that are amazing and healthy and wonderful and great. There's also some very unhealthy things that can go on in friendships that leave you with regrets. And these are the experiences that I'm talking about today. And this is why it's so important for us, even as adults, because here's the important matter. Our friends determine the direction and quality of our life. Our friends determine the direction and the quality of our lives. Because together we make decisions. And this is so true. And this is what makes friendship marvelous. But it's also the thing that makes it dangerous. What makes great friends is that you have stuff in common, right? It's great fun, it's happiness, it's relaxing. You can let your guard down and that's why you do. You let your guards down because they're good friends and you should let your guards down because this is a safe environment. But you can also open yourself up to situations that you did not want to get in. You can be yourself around people that are your friends, and sometimes that could be a good thing, and sometimes that could be a bad thing. And we're not here to say it's right or wrong. We're just here to suggest maybe you should have some guardrails. And that's the nature of friendship. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just something. See, the important thing for us to realize is that we are drawn, all of us as human beings, we are drawn into environments that are great where we are loved and accepted. We get comfortable in those environments because that's where we feel loved. And so you're going to be at ease. You're going to let your guard down. And this is why you need guardrails. And so we turn to perhaps one of the wisest men in all of Scripture. Some say the wisest person that ever lived. His name is Solomon. And he had some amazing things to tell us about insight and life in general. Now, if you're with us through the Mastermind series, we touch, we touch this there as well. But here's what Solomon, Solomon says 3,000 years ago that science is discovering now and how true it really is. And this is what Solomon says in his words. Walk with the wise and become wise. That's what he says. Walk with the wise and become wise. He says, this happens automatically. There's no conscious effort to become wise. Just being in the vicinity of wise people makes you wise. You're probably thinking, really? That's automatically going to happen? And Solomon say, yes. That's exactly what happens? You hang around with wise people and you become wise. That's going to happen. We'll come back to Solomon in a minute. But first, let me take you to an article by a neuroscientist who studied this for a number of years. His name is Moran Cerf. And this is what he says that makes relationships so great. That relationships is not just relational. It is also neurological. That something happens in our brains and they've studied this 
and they discover that before our behaviors change, before our attitude changes, there's something that happens in our brains when we hang around people a lot. Your brain waves actually begin to align with the people you hang around with the most. Did you know that? The more you hang around them, they've measured it where your brain waves become identical to their brain waves, which means your thoughts are their thoughts and you think the same way they think. That's kind of scary, right? Here's what he says. I put the quote up for you to read as I'm reading it to you. Because our brain waves synchronize with people we communicate the most frequently with, they start to actually resemble those of our friends. This level of comprehension is actually happening beyond what we realize. And so we adopt ways of looking at things and behaviors of close friends without noticing. Pay close attention. We adopt ways of looking at things and behaviors of close friends without even noticing it. He continues. The more we study engagement, we see time and time again that just being next to certain people actually aligns your brains with them. While you sit with your friends, your brain waves are lining up. This happens all the time and you're not even aware of it, which means there's no effort on your part for your brain to do anything as it begins to think the way they think, act the way they act. What is important? If this happens automatically, what should you do? How do you respond? Listen carefully now. Your future will be impacted with the people you spend time with. Your future will be impacted with the people you do life with. Your life will be directed by those you hang around with. So this can happen with the good things, the great things, the great things that are happening. But it also can happen with the bad stuff. It goes both ways. So here's the amazing part. As I said, 3,000 years before scientists even began to discover and study the brain, Solomon made this amazing statement. And he knew what God knows, mainly because God created you, understands how you think and how you work, that scientists are just discovering this now. Now, based on the information I've just given you by neuroscientist Moran Surf, listen to what Solomon says. Walk with the wise and become wise this this means that you don't have to take notes you don't have to do a study you don't have to do anything if you hang around with wise people you will automatically become wise because your brain waves begin to align with their way of thinking just doing life with wise people will make you wise because the more you hang around with wise people You'll understand how it thinks. You will get wise. What is wisdom? Wisdom is understanding that your life is connected. Your past is connected to your future. And so here's the big thought that Solomon's trying to communicate. He's trying to say this. Wisdom is contagious. Wisdom is contagious. 
you hang around with the right people, you will automatically become like them. It rubs off on you. Do life with wise people and you'll become wise. Now, he just doesn't end that thought with the positive. He actually gives us the contrast. He provides us the opposite. And this is what the entire verse says. Walk with the wise and become wise, but, but or for a companion or fool, suffer harm. Walk with the wise and become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Now you would think, walking with wise people, I become wise, yes? So if I walk with foolish people, when I become a fool? Now, this is not a word that we use often in our world, a fool. But in the context of the scripture, a fool is a person who does not live carefully. They don't understand that tomorrow is connected to today. And that yesterday has an impact on my tomorrow. That my life is connected. The past shapes my future. The choices I make today will end up with impacting what I do tomorrow. A fool is someone who does not walk carefully. As we talked last week, Paul says, watch, walk carefully. Watch where you step. Because the days are evil. And the world, this culture is not for us. It doesn't support you. The same culture that berates you for putting guardrails will mock you when you go off-road. The same culture that says, it's okay, it's fun. The same culture that watches TV shows about women sleeping with men and dicks, but will make fun of you when your wife goes and cheats with someone else. The same culture that we enjoy on TV shows will mock you if it happens in your life. A fool is someone who is just not careful. And here's the full thought Solomon says. Walk with the wise and become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harms. It's worse than becoming a fool. You actually end up in danger when you hang around with the wrong people. You end up in a hurtful or harmful situation. If you hang around with people that are not careful with their life, they're not going to be careful with your life. That over time, you suffer harm. It's a proximity thing. It's if their life goes bad, the closer you are with them, your life's going to go bad. And you might say, but, but I don't do what they do. But Solomon and Moran Surf will disagree with you. You might not do what they do, but over time, you're going to end up in the same situation because your brain aligned with their thinking. Your brain waves line up. And so it's not just becoming a fool, it's worse than becoming a fool. And so here's what Solomon is trying to communicate to us. Friends who are not careful with their lives won't be careful with your life. Friends who don't care about their health don't care about your health. Friends who are not careful with their marriages are not going to be careful with your marriage. Friends who are not careful with their finances are not going to be careful with your finances. Friends who don't care about their reputation don't care about your reputation. Friends who don't care about their future don't care about your future. So again, this is not about judging them, but it's exercising good judgment for you. 
It's not criticizing their behavior and talking about what they do. No, this is about you making judgment on where you want your life to be. So this is all about us. People who don't take care of themselves will not take care of yourself. People who like to lie and cheat feel better when you lie and cheat. Friendship is awesome, right? But sometimes it can be treacherous. And that's why we're suggesting that you need guardrails. The point of a guardrail in our context is not just to keep you from doing bad things. That's not what we're trying to say. The point of guardrails is to light up your conscience before you even veer into the danger zone. Because when you hit a guardrail, it's too late. The guardrails are there to keep you on the road. Remember, the guardrail is not on the road. It's in the safety zone. So I want to encourage you to put some guardrails in your life because your friends impact and determine the quality and direction of your life. Your associates you hang around with determine the direction and quality of your life. They determine where you go, what you do, what you think. And sometimes you might not have control over who you hang around with in a work environment. You might not have control about who you have to go to lunch with sometimes. For most of us, we spend more time with the people that we work with than we do with our own family. For most of us, we spend more time at work than we do at home. You're mostly sleeping when you get home. <laughs> so what I want to do with you now is to give you three suggestions. Is that okay? Three suggestions to help put guardrails into your thinking. And again, these are suggestions. It's up to you what you do with them. I'm not saying abandon your friends. Forget them. Don't talk to them. But you need to determine where you put these guardrails. So I'm going to give you some suggestions first. And then I'm going to reference them with some scripture. So number one. Here's number one. When your core group is not moving in the direction you want your life to be moving in. When your core group is not moving in the direction you want your life to be moving in. This should light up your conscience. Because oftentimes it's the people we hang out, we have so much in common, right? We like the same music, we like the same food, we like the same TV shows. But when I hang around with these friends... And I look at the direction this group is moving in. Is it moving in the direction that I want my life to head in? So again, this is not right or wrong. This is a wisdom thing. If my core friends, the people I hang around with the most, that I chill with, where is this group heading? Is it heading in the direction that I want my life to move in? Because here's an important thing that's wisdom-based. Relationships are not static. Relationships are always evolving. They're either growing or they're decaying. They're never the same from day to day. It doesn't matter who it is, your husband, your wife, your kids, your workmates, whatever it is. They're always evolving. So is it heading in the direction that you want it to? Or is it going in a direction you don't want it to? 
Here's the scripture. Proverbs 18.24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But as a friend who sticks closer than a brother, that latter part is referencing us to God. But one who has unreliable friends will soon come to ruin. You might have great things in common, but is it heading in the direction you want your life to go in? This is a guardrail. This is something you should examine. This is something you should check. You should light up your conscience and say, over time, am I going to be at the place where I want to be with this group? Or is it taking me in a direction I don't want to be in? Where are you headed? Because here's important, what's important. Your friends are always leading you somewhere. And if you know anything about friendship, there are times where you lead them too. Right? It's a two-way street. But your friends are always leading you somewhere. Number two. When you catch yourself pretending to be someone other than who you really are, that should light up your conscience. That should be a guardrail. When you find your friends discussing a subject and they're all nodding and you find yourself nodding, but you actually meant to do this, and you're like, what's happening here? Why am I going this way when I don't even agree with this? When what's happening externally doesn't agree with what's happening internally, there's a guardrail. There's a warning. It should light up your conscience. Pay attention. You're getting close to the edge. When the people you hang out with say something that you're not agreeing with, but you're finding yourself agreeing when you didn't mean to, something is going wrong. It's a guardrail. They're driving to places you don't want to be in. They're using language you don't want to use in. They're making a fun of people. They're making degrading women and you're hanging around and you laugh and just because you want to fit in. When you're pretending to be something that you're not, there's a guardrail. You're getting close. Your views and your values are being eroded the longer you spend time there. And you might not even be aware of it. That's a red flag. Here's a scripture that comes from Psalms. I do not sit with the deceitful men, nor will I go with pretenders. You don't have to pretend to be someone you're not just to hang around with people that might not even be your real friends. Don't settle for friends who force you to be something that you are not. If you lie to yourself long enough, you'll become someone other than yourself. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the tension. I'll say that again. Pay attention to the tension that happens in your heart because it means you're coming up to a guardrail. Number three. When you feel pressure to compromise. When you feel pressure compromise again that should light up your conscience you're coming close to the edge something here's a good way of saying it something that has never been a temptation before is suddenly is suddenly something you are considering 
Something that has never been a temptation before is something now that you're considering. And the language is something like this. Well, what is the problem if I do this? Maybe I should go. I've been invited that many times and I've said no. There's nothing wrong with that really. There's nothing wrong if I try it one time. I just want to try it once. Maybe I can go just, just this one time. When you start having that internal dialogue that's going on internally, you're coming up against the guardrail. Pay attention. Here's the scripture. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. When you feel yourself compromising, this should bother you. This should cause you some strife. Because you're going in a direction that you don't necessarily want to be in. Pay attention to your heart. Our friends and associates determine the direction and quality of our life. Now again, I want to put a caveat on this again. I'm not telling you to get rid of your friends. You walk out of this auditorium and call all your texture friends. I never want to see you again. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying your friends have a significant impact on your future. And you need to determine where those guardrails are. Friendship is great. So many good things, happiness, joy, wonderful things can come from friendships. Great times, great memories, amazing opportunities. None of that is bad. And that's not where we need guardrails. But there's times where we do. For, because some of you right here have ended up in a situation, got yourself in problems, got yourself in places that you never wanted to. And you're paying the consequences for those decisions right now. The choices you made or were influenced into or led into. That's where you need the guardrails. Now Jesus, Jesus was amazing because he always gave us the truth. Sometimes people didn't like hearing it. And when he presented something, there was always someone that presented an opposing point of view. They would always say, well, that's not necessarily true. It's this way. You know, they would always try to argue the point. They would always try to fight what Jesus was saying and say, it's this way. No, it's this way. It's that way. And so when Jesus was on the earth... He was teaching and he always had people try to counteract or counterpoint what he was trying to say. No matter what he was saying, they always had a different argument. And so you read this in Luke where Luke documents this. And he makes this amazing statement that probably is not is one of the main famous Jesus sayings. And we miss it because we think it's just there but it's so significant everything Jesus says, says is so significant and so he's talking to these people and he talks about John and he says John was out in the wilderness and 
you know, he didn't eat and drink and you called him uh, a demon-possessed man. I came and I drank and I sat with people and you called me a, a fornicator and, you know, a drunkard. And then he makes this amazing statement. He says this, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. Wisdom is proved right by all her children. In other words, time will tell. Wisdom will always have the last word. Wisdom does not need to win the argument. Because you can have your point, you can argue your point, you can fight. Everything that we've talked about today, you can have an opposing view. You can say, that's not true, I'm not going to implement that, that's not for me. You can have a different point of view, that's fine. But wisdom doesn't need to win the argument. Wisdom will be proved right in time. That's what Jesus is trying to say. You can argue the point, you can argue that maybe even this right or wrong, Maybe you have a counterpoint. Maybe you have an opposing view. But wisdom is not absolute. Because wisdom will allow you to win the argument, but ultimately lose in life. Wisdom will allow you to win the argument, but you'll ultimately lose in life. And that's what Jesus means. Wisdom will be proved right. It might take some time, but wisdom will always have the last word. So this is not about other people. This is not about other people's behaviors. This is not about being judgmental. This is not about having a lack of love for other people. Because when you actually follow wisdom, you'll be in a better position to help those that have gone through the guardrails. This is about what you will allow in your life. And this is why we constantly stress on life groups. You know why? Because you spend an inordinate amount of time around people that might not necessarily align and think the same as you do. And so having a life group, going to a group where people values are similar to yours or thoughts are similar to yours is like a counterpoint. It's even a balance in life. To help you examine your heart. To make you check. In fact, a life group is really a guardrail. Because when you hang around people that have certain opinions, eventually you'll agree with them. And this is a counterbalance to come back to what's perhaps what's morally right. What's fundamentally right. What's maybe scriptural right. And to get your thinking a little break into all those brain waves. So establish some guardrails now because you might get your future where you wish you had. Because again, our friends determine the direction and quality of our life. So I want to leave you with two questions and we're done. Number one, based on your past experience, what do you need to watch out for in your life so you don't get off track? Based on your past experience, your past relationships, your past encounters, friendships, whatever it may be, 
What do you need to watch out for? Where's the guardrail? Are you getting close to it? Are you hitting it? Are you bumping up against it? What do you need to watch out for? And this is, you know, subjective to you in your past experience. Number two, how can you start examining your life to see where you are either compromising, pretending, or moving in a direction that you did not desire? Those kind of coincide with the three suggestions we have. Where in your life can you start looking into where you're either compromising, you're pretending to be something you're not, or is your core group moving in the direction you desire your life to move in? Take some time this week, examine it, and help put some guardrails in your life. Amen? Next week is going to be exciting baptism, but we'll have episode three of our God Reels as well. So I want to encourage you, friends, family. This is not about right and wrong. This is about what's wise for you. Where your life is headed. What's best for you. And it might be good for someone else, but it might not necessarily be good for you. So it's not what the majority is doing. It's not what the crowd is doing. It's not the popular thing. In fact, having a guardrail is not very popular because people look at it and say, well, you have rules. The point is, it's not rules. It's guardrails. That's those same people, when they drive on the highway and if they go off the edge, they'll say, where's the guardrail? So put some guardrails in your life. They're not on your track. They're not in the road. They're just offside. They don't prevent your journey. They don't damage your car if you're driving on the right path. But they're there just in case some unexpected things come along. Because you can't plan for what you don't know. But guardrails help put those things in place for the eventuality that if something happens I'm protected so again you might say I don't agree with everything that's fine it's just suggestions for what you want to put into your life let's stand I want you to take just 10 seconds and begin to just think about some of the things we've just said. Examine some of our relationships that might not be as productive as we hope them to be. And as we said last week, the Holy Spirit is here to guide protect he speaks to our conscience he highlights 
some of the inadequacies. And he warns us before we enter the danger zone. So I'm praying for you, I'm praying for your family, I'm praying for your friends and associates. Because again, it's not about them. And when you put God reels, you might be in a position eventually to help them in their weakness. Help them through to a difficult season in their life. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.